0: Welcome to this GFOA podcast on academic scholarships. Um, I'm Jen Carter, GFOA's Senior Consultant in uh, Research and Consulting Center. Today, we're going to be talking all about GFOA's academic scholarships, and we're very excited to announce that our uh, 2021 Scholarships uh, application opening. And We're going to be talking to a few folks today about their experience with the scholarship and um, sort of how the scholarship has benefited them and what it's meant to them over the past several years. Today, we're going to be starting to talk by talking with Mimi Livermore. Uh, she is the finance director for the Adams 12 Five Star Schools. So, just wanted to start off uh, Mimi was uh, one of the winners of our 2020 Frank L. Greathouse Government Accounting Scholarship. This is one of many scholarships that we provide year over year. Uh, and so Mimi, uh, if you could just maybe tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got involved in a career in government.
1: Sure. Um, I have actually been with the school district for, um, 15 and a half years now. And I started with the school district, um, back in 2005 after, um, working in the retail public sector for 15 years. I had gone to school, um, earlier in my life and had, um, graduated with a finance degree and had been using that in a procurement manner, merchandising in the retail industry. And my kiddos were, you know, starting school and, and, um, wanting me to be around a little bit more. And so I started really, you know, thinking about what it was that I wanted to do, you know, when I grew up, so to say. And, um, You know, I really did some soul searching and I loved being involved with my oldest son's school. I, you know, was on the PTO and I did all kinds of activities and held fundraisers. And, you know, I just found a lot of joy in what I was doing. So I started looking into what options I could have within a school district. And, you know, you don't think about a school district as really having an accounting department or a finance department. And, um, Boy, was I surprised that there is so much to do in um, school district financing, accounting and capital management. There is just a great wealth of opportunity. So I started to pursue that and I was very lucky to obtain this job in 2005 And the school district I work for is actually in my community. And so I felt not only was I able to support my child's school, but I was able to support my community and give back to the the area in which I live and be a, a proud member of the community and support them. And, you know, being in the accounting field in a school district brings you a lot of reward because, you know, you're making sure that kids... Have the tools and necessary um, resources to obtain that education they so dearly need to be successful in the future.
0: So that's really interesting that you sort of had that um, that shift to the public sector, and I'm sure that translated then into some educational goals um, to sort of transition over into you know the school district and, and public sector finance career. So what were sort of your educational goals as you made that shift over to school finance?
1: Yeah, so when I made the shift, it was a complete learning experience because I had never performed governmental accounting and um they really didn't teach you that when I was going to school. Different,
0: so, for sure. <laughs>
1: yeah. And so, you know, it was a uh, It was a little bit of a learning experience. The first thing I did, though, was GFOA actually offered an inaugural year of the Budget Analyst Academy. And so I asked my employer at that point in time, I said, you know, I would really love to go to this academy if I could, you know, gain a little bit of understanding of what's going on in the world of just governmental accounting in general I thought that that would be a great opportunity and they allowed me to go. So I spent three days in Chicago at the Academy and I was a little overwhelming because I had actually only been in the job, you know, (laughs) a couple of months (laughs) and, um, Everybody that was at the academy had been doing their job for, you know, at least a year or even longer. And so they knew a little bit more of what was going on. But, you know, I just think it opened the door because I came back with just all these thoughts and ideas and and how to make change. And I shouldn't say make change, but just how to improve um, our department and making sure that we were following best practices and we were budgeting properly and we were accounting for things properly. And so I think that that just opened the door. So, you know, I tried to attend as many GFOA training sessions that I possibly could. GFOA offers the accounting series. So I, I did all of those courses. They actually came to Denver and I was able to participate in that. You know, anytime there's a webinar, I um, try and join those as well. We also have, you know, some local training from our auditors and so forth. So I always just, you know, try to do as much professional development that I possibly could. And now that my kiddos have actually grown up, I thought, you know, what a perfect time. They're going to college. I i think I'm going to go back as well. So um, about two years ago, I enrolled in CSU Global, Colorado State University's global program, and started taking um accounting classes with the school just to Mm -hmm. just to get myself current in accounting because it's it had been quite some time since I had been to school the first time and um, so that's really how I got started in this career path and going back to school and you know I took the first couple classes and they were accounting classes because in order to get a master's program in accounting you have to have all the prerequisites and considering my first degree was in finance I still had, you know, a handful of classes to take, but it was so fun and so enjoyable. And I was learning so much and I was doing so much research and just, you know, things that I've learned over the years just kind of actually started to click a little bit more. And I'll be like, oh, okay, you know, now this starts to make a little bit more sense in some areas that I didn't generally work in. Yeah. So that's what got me going to school again.
0: Well, Great. And so, you know, how, how did you find out about the GFOA scholarship? It's, it sounds like, you know, you were very familiar with GFOA kind of before maybe you started um, started back up with school again.
1: Yeah. So, you know, there's the monthly magazine that comes out, the um, Government Finance Review.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And I was reading, oh, I was reading about a year ago, the scholarship recipients that had just won And I was like, oh, my goodness, I didn't realize there was a scholarship program. And I had just started school, so I went online and um, started researching it and realized that there was an opportunity for that. And, you know, I talked with my CFO, and I asked her if she wouldn't mind writing a reference letter for me. And then I talked with one of my accounting managers that works under me, and I asked if um, she would as well. And, you know, it it was just... Taking the time and um, feeling the opportunity that GFOA grants to um, business leaders in this in this organization has just been amazing. And you know the the reference letters, and then I and then you have to write your own personal letter, and then you have to submit to the award. It was very gratifying to get the email and the call from you um, saying that I had been awarded the Frank L. Great House Scholarship this year. I just feel so blessed. It and um, and so thankful for this.
0: Well, I'm glad, and I'm I'm glad to hear. You know, it's hopefully sort of helped you along your your educational path here. So, you know, I guess my my last question for you is is what's next? You know, you're um you're with the school district still. Uh, you're a finance director now. Uh, where do you kind of see your career continuing in, in government finance?
1: Yeah. So I actually graduate in about three weeks.
0: Congratulations! Um,
1: thank you. <laughs> yeah. So um, I'm super excited. You know, don't. Going through my courses um, at CSU Global, I really became fond of data analytics and f- fraud accounting and, um, well, basically forensic accounting. And while I love what I do, I have no plans in, in changing at this moment. But, you know, I I think it's important that we allow and we mentor and we grow our our younger generation accountants. And so right now, my Current ambition is, is just to make sure that I offer the tools and necessary guidance to help grow my team so that they can, you know, take over one day. And then at some point, you know, I think I would actually like to be um, like an internal auditor for the district if, if we so go that route. Um, mm-hmm. Because I just I really love the data analytics side and the um, investigation side. And so maybe one day I foresee myself going that direction. Um, I also hope that um, now that I'm going to be wrapping up school, I think I'm going to start studying for the certification that GFOA offers for um, certified public finance officers. So I think there's just more to come and just lots to do.
0: Great, great. Well, thank you so much for taking time to talk with me, Mimi. It's been a, a real pleasure hearing about your career path and, um, and just talking with you today. So thank you so very much. I appreciate it.
1: Great. Thank you, Genevieve, for having me. It was a pleasure talking with you. And again, thank you to you and to GFOA for the opportunities they've allowed me this past year. It was, it's been very uh, fortunate, and I feel completely blessed. Thank you.
0: Well, thanks. We're now joined by Gerard Miller, who is an honorary uh, lifetime GFOA member, former GFOA staffer, uh, and also a sponsor of the Goldberg Miller Scholarship. We're very happy to have you here. And so, you know, as someone who's been involved with GFOA for a long time, and now you sponsor one of um, one of our scholarships, our annual scholarships, uh, I would love to hear about you and really how you became involved in, in government and with GFOA.
2: Well, it's a long story. I'll try not to spend too much time on it. I went to the Maxwell School um, in Syracuse, uh, thinking that I would go to federal, federal government budgeting and ended up in local government, which was a story by itself. I would say what's important about that is that I could not have attended that school if it had not been for a scholarship that was given to me. So this is important. And I understand how it can change people's lives. I ended up in local government, worked as a municipal manager and a finance officer for about 10 years, became the president of the Michigan Association of Finance Officers, and then devised a training program for National on investment of public funds. Uh, they, they hired me as the staff person back in, uh, I think it was 19, it must have been 1982. And so I worked on staff there. Um, and uh, after that, then my career headed off into investments in the private sector.
0: So what's sort of drawn you to um, to government or working
2: in or, or with governments over the course of your career? Public service has always meant a great deal to me. I always wanted to make a difference. and um, the opportunity, to marshal resources larger than I would have been able to do in the private sector was also uh, something that I think appeals to young people. Uh, You get to play big fast in these careers if you uh, have that kind of a career trajectory. So that was attractive as well. But I think more than anything else, I was a child of the 60s. I wanted to make a difference in the world as so many people do now. Absolutely. And so, how did you first become involved in GFOA
0: specifically? You know, was it was it your you know sort of career trajectory up to that point,
2: or I guess how did you first enter the GFOA you know world? Yeah, well, I I, I was a finance officer and I had a bunch of big ideas. I did one of the nation's first countercyclical programs back in the mid '70s while I was in Farmington Hills, Michigan, and it got noticed by the Washington D.C. staff office. I got asked to come out to a convocation. I can't even remember what it was all about at, uh, in Washington and, and worked with some of the staff people. And then, as I said, I, I got interested in the investment area in particular, designed a training program for the National Association. And then from then, it was just onward and, and, and busy. I ended up writing a dozen books for GFOA when I was on staff. And it was a uh, it was a career changer.
0: So, what advice would you give to you know students at, at any point in their career, but um, those who are sort of interested in in starting a career in government or really taking it to the next level in, in a career in government. You know, we're talking about the scholarships today, and we've got lots of students who are, are coming from different points in their career, but all sort of with a common goal of, of really entering or, or
2: fulfilling their, their career in government. Well, I, I think a couple of things. One is that you want to pick a class or two that's directly on point. And that'll depend upon the specific college and what the field is for people in accounting. Obviously, they want to learn the the municipal accounting rules and all of the rest in, in that area. I'm a big fan of mentoring and internships. If people can find those opportunities, those are huge. And then I think it's very important, GFOA has now made it very easy for students to become involved in the National Association uh, that was a link that didn't exist back when I was young. And I, I think it's really important. Absolutely. And you spoke to your time at the Maxwell School. It sounds like that was
0: um, very formative for you, kind of moving moving into a career in government and formative perhaps for getting involved with the GFOA scholarship program.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I When I finally had the opportunity to make some contributions, I my career ended up for about 15 years in the private sector. And I was blessed by Uh, two companies, Fidelity and Janus, who were willing to match uh, contributions for certain charitable causes. All of that would have never happened if it hadn't been for Maxwell. I would still be back on the wheat farm.
0: Sounds great. So I guess where my last questions to you you know, we think about these students who will be coming in and, and, you know, receiving these scholarships and moving forward with their careers in government. What do you see as really the future or, or the the most pressing issues that will be coming their way as as folks working in the government sphere, whether they're new to the profession or they're seasoned professionals, you know, what do you see coming down the pike as the, the big issues
2: of the day for for local government? Well obviously we first of all have to get through this pandemic, which poses some unique fiscal challenges to the state and local government sector. Uh, By the time most of the students are out of school, that'll largely have been resolved at the fiscal level. But I think it's probably going to mean another year or so of belt tightening. So one one thing that is an obvious impact is that job openings will, will probably be on the low end of the business cycle but that'll change over time so an important thing is find a way to get your foot in the door Uh, don't be proud take the first job and sort of follow where that takes you in your career that's what i did it 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 served me well.
0: Great advice and great insights there. Um, so before we wrap up, I just wanted to kind of quickly talk about the Goldberg-Miller uh, Public Finance Scholarship, uh, which Gerard is is so kindly uh, a funder and beneficiary of. This, this scholarship is one of several scholarships that GFOA uh, provides every year. It's intended for full-time students at the graduate level. Uh, and, you know, really the, the main qualification is that you're, you're interested in a, a career in state and local government. I guess I'd wrap this up by saying, Gerard, any other sort of things that you would hope that an ideal Goldberg-Miller candidate would embody?
2: Wow, that's a tall order. Well, first of all, I want to say that anybody who's interested is already an important person in my world. I, I think, you know, it can only be one out of a very large number who actually wins. I think that the process of going through the GFOA application helps every student focus more sharply on where their interests are, both academically and in the future professionally. Um, And I I can't reinforce enough just how pleased we are that you're even listening to this podcast, participating in the program and giving time. I encourage all of the applicants to give this their best shot and to think about it. And even for those who are not selected, there's, there's a role for you out here, and you just have to find that path. Very well said,
0: and um, thank you so much, Gerard. So just to kind of uh, wrap up our day today, I uh, wanted to send, say another reminder to all of you who are listening. Applications for our 2021 academic year of GFOA scholarships are open now. Uh, you can find our application at gfoa.org slash scholarships. We have five different scholarships available to students, uh, 11 different uh, you know, individual awards, and the applications will be open through the beginning of January. So you have a while to, to kind of take a look at our website to get more information. Uh, and thank you all for listening.